Welcome to another episode of D-List of the Podcast. I'm Michael Kay. And I'm Allison. So, Allison. So, Michael. Uh, we can no longer call ourselves serious journalists. Oh, God, that title's being stripped from us already? Or I should say it's taken so long. <laughs> yeah, it's that exactly. But um, so our last episode came out on Tuesday, March 12th. Yes. And that was the day that the college admissions a scandalo came out. I know. And I remember when it came out, my first thought was, shit. I know. Okay, when it first came out, I'm like sitting at home watching like TV as I do every day now because I'm, I have a baby. But when it like first broke, I was like, oh my God, we need to have like a breaking news, important news bulletin, D-list of the podcast, podcast episode. I was like, this is the most important thing we will ever cover. Yeah, we should have hit like that breaking news siren yeah, and done like, an emergency episode on it. But we're lazy, so, so that didn't a couple happen. days later, it marinated over the weekend so we could get more details. I know, it's like ancient now. Yeah. But that story, like that story, it was crazy how fast it grew. Like, yeah. a, like a rash after you fucked John Mayer. It just was huge. It just got, went so fast everywhere. It was hot and itchy and it spread to places you didn't know it was going to spread. Exactly. It was it was crazy. But um we're of course we're talking about how Aunt Becky, aka Lori Laughlin, yeah. and Felicity Huffman and dozens of other rich parents got arrested and indicted on federal charges for bribing their kids way into college. Also, I'm glad that you said arrested because I think there are some people that know of this story, but they don't understand just how dramatic it was. Like, I was talking to someone and they're like, hey, did you hear that, like, Aunt Becky got in trouble for college scamming? And I'm like, no, not just in trouble. Like, feds were at her house with guns drawn. Like, this was some, like... Well, that was Felicity Huffman. Aunt Becky oh, was, was in, in Canada, Canada. Yeah, she's filming in Canada. When the Heart Calls Me and Tells when Me Not to Scam my way kids way into college or whatever what is that show called when calls the heart but for her it's yeah she never picks up that call because she's too busy scamming but yeah so but felicity i was guns drawn they were yeah. arrested we sadly are not going to get their much mug shots oh, I but, wish. Uh, so everybody knows the story by now but basically the feds worked on a 10-month investigation called operation varsity blues and they discovered that some college prep expert named william singer he started a bogus charity to help the rich kids, uh, to help the rich get their kids into college. So if you were a rich parent and you had a kid who couldn't get into the college that you wanted them to go to, because that's basically what it was. Yeah. Also, that's not a bogus charity, Michael. That's like a very real charity. Like there are some sad, not smart, rich kids that like need to go to college I would argue that's a very big charity. Oh, no. I would be pissed if I was some rich kid who was not that bright and my parents were making me oh, go, go to, to college. college. I'd yeah. be like, can't you just set me up with a trust fund like how it's normally done? Like, why are you torturing me? That's child abuse, basically. Yeah. So he set up that charity and what you did was you paid him and he got you into the college you wanted your kid to go to. So he either got the kid's SAT scores upped by paying an SAT officer to either take the test for them or correct the answers. Or he got him in like the athletic way by bribing a coach at the school to accept, you know, the kid 
to the team or whatever. So Felicity paid $15,000 for her oldest daughter's SAT score to get upped. Her daughter is still in high school. She's like a senior. Yeah. Also, $15,000 does not seem like a lot of money. No. And the so the feds have emails between Felicity and William Singer laying out the details of what to yeah. do, etc. She knew exactly what she was doing. Yeah, now, will, plan. now, Felicity Huffman's spouse, as he's called in these the affidavit, <laughs> William H. Macy, he wasn't charged because they only have him on tape discussing the second daughter. Right. They were going to do the same thing with the second daughter, who was like a junior in high school. Mm-hmm. But they decided not to do it. They thought, look, well, maybe she can pass the SATs herself. <laughs> they had more faith in her. So he got lucky because they didn't go through with it. Yeah. So Aunt Becky and her husband, Massimo, of the clothing line, Massimo. Of the Target Massimos. And that has to be like the most 90s thing I've ever said. Aunt Becky and Massimo. Which is, that should be our 90s cover band. I'll go rent some guitars. So they both got charged and are accused of paying William Singer $500,000 to get their daughters, Olivia Jade and Isabella Rose, into USC through the rowing team. So they both got in. Yeah. And apparently, like, when Aunt Becky found out Olivia Jade got in, she sent a high-five emoji to William Singer. (laughs) So she was just begging to get caught. She's like indicting herself so hard. She might as well have sent a text that would have been like, thank you so much for making the scam work. Yeah, and CC'd it to the feds. Yeah. The media and people on Twitter are pulling out things Aunt Becky has said about her daughter's going to college in the past. They're pulling out things that Massimo has said and done, like dragging them as America's new favorite pastime. But... The star of this saga is Olivia Jade. Yeah, a name that all say sounds kind of like um, a younger spinoff of Charlotte Russe. Like it's like where you go when you're like not old enough to shop at Charlotte Russe yet. So it's like limited to for Charlotte Russe. May Charlotte Russe rest in peace because I think they filed for bankruptcy. Oh yeah, they're done. R.I.P. So Olivia Jade is 19 years old. She was a communications major at USC. (laughs) Quote unquote. And was in her first year. So they're not, Olivia and Isabella aren't going back for obvious reasons. Yeah. Olivia Jade is a lifestyle influencer with around 2 million subscribers on YouTube and 1.4 million followers on Instagram. Like she's pretty much the living and breathing parody of an influencer. Yeah. Like she's vapid. She flaunts her money all over the place. I bet that she starts every YouTube video with, Hey, you guys. Hey, guys, it's Olivia Jade. Oh, she does. Yeah. I've seen them. I've seen way too many. (laughs) So she, people got pissed at her in 2017 because she filmed a video of her singing Sign Seal Delivered while driving, which caused her to crash. Oh, my God. That was just, that was fate. They're like, don't cover that song. Don't sing. Sign sealed and delivered to the morgue. Um, Then last year, while talking about going to USC, she said in a video that she wasn't really going to go to class and was just going to party. And then the whole college thing, yep, I'm going. I'm living in a dorm with a roommate. Do want the experience of like game days, partying. I don't really care about school, as you guys all know. Yeah, which I mean, come on, that's why we all go to college, but don't say it out loud. So she apologized for that. Then there's a video of her saying that she never really showed up to class in high school. I'm like excited to go prank my, like, do the school prank, but I'm also literally never at school. 
that I think my class doesn't even, and maybe they forget I go there. And because of this scandal, she's lost sponsorships, including Sephora. She did like a makeup palette with Sephora, which yeah. don't they all? It, yeah, there's how like, many makeup palettes are at Sephora from influencers? Oh my god, enough to like tile the floor. We'll put it that way. So on top of that, another YouTuber named Harlow Brooks says she went to the same private high school as Olivia Jade for a year and that it was nothing but nonstop work. She claims that the school put a lot of pressure on students, so their life was school. Mm -hmm. So Harlow didn't understand how Olivia Jade had time for YouTube videos and, you know, go on yachts for Instagram. So it all makes sense to Harlow now. Oh, yeah. I'm like looking over at Aunt Becky being like, hmm, how did she do so well in high school, Aunt Becky? And she isn't surprised that Olivia Jade's parents scammed her way in, allegedly. Allegedly. So now, correct me if I'm wrong, and I'm definitely wrong most of the time, but it seems like Olivia Jade is getting more shit than Aunt Becky and Massimo. Like, they are roasting her. I think so. Olivia Jade is taking it hard, which that might be the hardest thing she's done in the past, like, three years because it sounds like everything comes very easy to her but um excuse you have you ever driven a car while singing signed sealed and delivered and recording yourself that's no because i'm too afraid i'm gonna crash yeah and she (laughs) wasn't good at that you're right she wasn't good at that either (laughs) no but it's true like i mean i'm roasting up right now you are too and she is like we should be definitely paying more attention to aunt becky and massimo who i mean i never knew what massimo looked like like i didn't know it was a person so right there, it's like, I should be roasting up Massimo for being an actual person and not just like a tag on a Target shirt. Well, and I think it's Olivia Jade because she's, like you said, an easy Target. Yeah. And many of us can stand influencers. Oh, and yeah. like, people yeah. are waiting for the influencer bubble to burst. Yeah, like, I hate the fact that she probably gets like a Casper mattress delivered to her house once a week, when meanwhile, I can barely even get Casper to send me like a form email to my email inbox. So yeah, I'm, I'm already mad at her. And she was probably in on it, right? Or uh, she knew what was going well, on. Well, she had to know what was going on because she faked all those cr- the crew rowing pictures. So she's definitely in on it. Yeah. So she, so what they did, what the parents did is they allegedly took pictures of uh, Isabella and Olivia Jade. And then those pictures of them were photoshopped, like their faces were yeah. photoshopped onto pictures of actual rowers, which I really want to see these pictures. Like, before I die, I just want to see these pictures. So I saw one on um, TV, like on a show I was watching. What show is it? I think it might have been on The View or The Talk or The Real. I don't think it was The View. <laughs> so I can't remember what show it was on. It might have been Rachel Ray. Um, but I think they showed it and then they like blurred out the face. So here's the thing. It could be the picture, but it could also just be some picture of some Oh my crew God, going. Allison. <laughs> did I just Way pop to for tease me. Yeah, I think you did. It <laughs> could be the picture or it could just be a picture that they blurred. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, a, it's just like the music sheet music from Row, Row, Row Your Boat <laughs> that they've like blurred out the title on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I don't I haven't seen the actual picture. I've seen like the Bigfoot version of that picture. I believe I have. It, it was close enough. I, yeah. I still want to see that and I'll tell myself that it's really the picture. No, but I really want to see the full on photoshopped picture. Because I want to believe Aunt Becky did the photoshopping. 
Oh please, she. I mean, she, she hired someone for sure. But I'd love to think of Aunt Becky like doing her doing her kids' homework the night before and like trying to learn Photoshop and being like, "Oh God, I can't get these lines clean." I mean, she couldn't even fill out Olivia Jade's USC application for her. So Olivia Jade yeah. apparently did not even fill out her own application with this William Singer guy. Either he did or he got someone to do it. So yeah. Aunt Becky wasn't doing shit except writing that check. Yeah. So you don't you didn't know who Massimo was? I knew that Massimo was like. I knew it was a because we only had Target in Canada for like a month, right? Like there was that whole debacle. Um, so, but I knew that like Massimo was a clothing line at Target. So, like to me, to me, Massimo was like Studio sixty two. Like he was just like a brand. Okay, but before that, mm-hmm. he had like a luxury line called Massimo before he went to Target. So when I was really? nineteen. I used the little money I had from being a janitor at Disneyland. So I used it to buy a Massimo backpack at Nordstrom. It was probably like $150 for a Massimo, yes, backpack at Nordstrom. And it was fancy. Well, it was fancy to me. Was Massimo like knockoff Moschino? Oh, no, no, no. It was kind of like a high, like high-end surfwear. Okay. So... About a month after I bought this backpack, the buckles broke. And so I took it back to Nordstrom because you know how like Nordstrom is supposed to take back everything? Yes. Like there's rumors that they take took tires and they don't even sell tires. So yeah, I have a friend who worked at Nordstrom and that's true. The tire story? Not the tires, but like you can return anything and they take it yeah, back. Yeah, that's the thing that they like Costco. They take everything yeah. back. So I took this backpack and this may be the one time when they didn't take something back. They would not take it back because they say I used it. So Massimo is finally getting his for screwing me over. So I'm happy about that. But anyways, Olivia Jade, she's going to be fine. Yeah, I mean, she's going to be fine. And if worse comes to worse, her dad could probably try to get her a job at Target. Oh, they're not in, he's not in Target anymore, so he can't. Well, yeah, Massimo I, hasn't been in Target since 2017, so well, he can't. Then, well, then maybe Aunt Becky can fill out a Target application well, that's for the thing. her then. She, well, she's going to get into acting. She's going to win an Oscar she doesn't deserve. Then she's going to retire from acting. And then she's going to start a lifestyle brand that will annoy us all. So I'm basically saying she's going to be Gwyneth Paltrow. Because that's where this is going. Yeah. (laughs) She's going to land on her feet. So moving on from somebody who maybe doesn't deserve the hate they're getting to somebody who I would argue does kind of deserve the hate. Oh no, Olivia J deserves the hate she's getting. <laughs> I'm trying to be a good person and stand up for the underdog here. <laughs> she's not an underdog. Olivia J. <laughs> I'm like sucking up to her because I'm like, hey, do you have any of those extra cast from mattresses you can float my way? <laughs> or like those makeup palettes that Sephora's not carrying anymore. Yeah, I'll to, take one to of those. Tile your, to tile your kitchen floor. <laughs> yeah, you'll see me digging in the trash at Sephora for them. So anyway, point is, we're talking about Kat Von D now. So Kat Von, okay, I would say that if Kat Von D was a category on Family Feud, and if the question was like, name some things you think you know about Kat Von D, you might say she's a tattoo artist, or you might say that she is possibly Nazi adjacent, or you could say she's an anti-vaxxer. But Kat Von D wants you to know that she's not a Nazi person or an anti-vaxxer. So on March 14th, Kat posted an 11-minute video on her YouTube channel where she wanted to set the record straight. So First things and first. And highly edited. It's like every five seconds there's an edit. Oh, and her face her face is super smooth. She's like under like three different editing filters. It's, yeah. Also, the comments are off on it too. She's like, nobody can comment on this video. 
So the anti-Semitic thing stemmed from a lot of different places. Like, obviously, she used to date Jesse James, and we all know his involvement in Nazi stuff. So the main thing is, so there's an autograph picture that's been like floating around the internet. And Kat allegedly gave it to her old Miami Inc. boss, Amy James, um, after Kat left the show in 2007 to do her own show, which was LA Inc. So Amy is Jewish. And on isn't the- it Ami? I think it's Ami James. It might be. Uh, yeah. I, for- I forget. Miami Inc. was a long time ago for me. So we'll say Ami James. So it's it, Ami's Jewish and it says... Um, well, it says some anti-Semitic shit. Yeah, it says some awful stuff. And there's some symbols that she's drawn on it, too. Yeah, there's a swastika. There's like a flaming there's... Star of David. Exactly. So it's not great. So another Miami Ink cast member, um, Chris Garber, says that he also got like similar shit to give to Ami from Cat. Here's the thing. TMZ claimed that TLC, the channel where Miami Ink and LA Ink was airing, they claimed that they um, got like a handwriting expert to analyze it. It's all very like CSI. They claim that uh, it was like it's a 99% match for Kat's handwriting, right? Yeah. And, and I'm not saying that Kat did it. Like I'm not. She, however, said otherwise. She said that TLC investigated and discovered that it was not her handwriting. Yes. So it's... Yeah. She says that it's like, a, she says it's all a cooked up revenge scheme. She would never write that in like, it was, it's a forgery. Someone's forged her signature and stuff like that. So she like wants you to believe that it's, well, not wants you to believe. She claims it's not real, right? Yeah. So she thinks that it was like a, um, it's like a revenge thing because she got her own spinoff show and she thinks that like haters are being jealous and they wanted something to take her down. But because LA Inc. was such a popular show, TLC wasn't really going to do anything about it well she she says in the video she doesn't name his name but she basically blames it on ami and says that during miami inc he sexually assaulted her he like ruined her tattoo equipment like he tried to sabotage her because he was jealous of a woman coming onto the show and the ratings going up yeah she said that tlc said like oh this show needs more like female energy so they just kind of brought in Kat out of nowhere. Yeah, and she says the ratings went up and he didn't like that. So yeah. she, and then when she left, she says she left the show and got LA Inc. He, she claims that he was trying to sabotage her and to get TLC to not air her show, not air LA Inc. And that he went to TLC with this picture. Yeah, exactly. And obviously like hoping like, oh, I'm going to destroy her career because I hate her so much or whatever. And then nothing happened. But because it's the internet, like that picture is going to live forever. And like yeah. new people will discover it and be like, oh my God, can you believe she did this? So she is now saying like, I never did it. It's not something I did. So I don't, I don't know what to believe. Like if she did do it, I'd be like, okay, yeah, I could see her doing that. But if she didn't do it, I'd be like, yeah, I could see somebody being like spiteful and making that up. Well, okay. But her current husband, Leifer, he has a swastika neck tattoo with a Star of David in it. So that doesn't really work for her. And also her makeup line at Sephora, she had like a lipstick or something called Selection spelled with S-E-L-E-K-T-I-O-N, which is like a no-no German word. Yeah, it's like a Nazi reference depending on how familiar you are with like that kind of stuff. Yeah, so that doesn't really work in her favor. It's not great. And again... Jesse James. 
So I think there obviously needs to be another handwriting expert come in and analyze it. And can we talk about her not vaccinating her kid? Yes. So her other thing is she, you know, before she was going to give birth to her son, Leifer, or Lafar, she said, uh, she told her like fans or whatever, like somebody asked, are you going to vaccinate your kid? And she said, oh, I like did a lot of reading on it and like, no, I'm not. Because basically like she's one of those people that believes that there's like tons of chemicals and vaccinations and yeah, whatever. Yeah. So she says now she's like, I'm not anti-vaccination. She's she just like has to do her research and she like wants to read all she can and be informed. So after reading with the ingredients and vaccines, she was hesitant about them. Like she wanted to stress like I was hesitant. I didn't say yes or no. And she claims, mm-hmm. yeah, I know. And she claims now that everything she does, she's going to run by her pediatrician. Like she's mm-hmm. not, yeah. And she says, since then, we have decided as parents to consult with our pediatrician and just let him educate us and guide us. Um, but unlike before, I've learned my lesson and I am choosing not to make our decision or any of our baby's health records public. And I just want to thank you guys for respecting that. So, again, that's like... Oh, she's totally not vaccinating her. No, she's totally anti-vax. And her doctor is totally named Jenny McCarthy. Yeah. Or it's like, um, it's like some kind of, it's just basically one of those like hippie pediatricians that's like basically one of the, she's going to like a chiropractor is what I'm saying. The chiropractor is going to be She's going to a vet. She's going to a vet. She's going to a vet. Yeah. (laughs) An anti-vax vet. (laughs) But like, she's totally going to be, she's, the dumb thing is too, she's like, oh, I'm not going to tell anyone what we're doing with our kid, but... Kat Von D overshares like crazy. Like that's how she got into the this place in the first place. So she's gonna out herself by accident. Like you know she's going to, and it's gonna be in a dumb way. So my prediction is, and you know what? Let's put money down on this because I feel I've got I'm confident. NASA's gonna announce that they like found toxic gas on the planet Mercury, and then she's gonna be on Twitter being like, "Um, hello, did you know that they put mercury in vaccines? That's why I would never vaccinate my child." You're, you're right. Yeah. But what this really has to do with is she noticed that her checks from Sephora were getting smaller and smaller. I mean, that's what this is about. Yeah. She's like, hey, I don't want to be one of those pallets that gets thrown in the dumpster like Olivia Jade's. <laughs> like Olivia Jade. So I better like do some damage control yeah. and let everyone know that I'm putting a privacy please sign over my not vaccinated kid. Yeah. <laughs> but so that video, I mean, mm-hmm. Kai's lying. She's full of shit, whatever. Yeah. But I couldn't help while watching that video, but not focus on the room she was in. Uh, like the giant pile of uh, taper candles in the back? I mean, it was full of shit. It was like an Adam's Family Yard sale. It's yeah. just like shit everywhere. Like I feel bad for her housekeeper who probably not only sneezes from all that dust on all that stuff, but also sneezes because of the mumps. Yeah. The measles and stuff, so... So let's end this segment with a truly important story. Yes. I mean, this is the really important story of the week. So a couple of weeks ago, I made a man named Jeremy Taylor and his dog, Allie. I made them hot sweats of the day. So they survived five days in an SUV that was stuck in the snow on a service road in Oregon. Mm-hmm. So Jeremy claimed that he lived on Taco Bell hot sauce packets that were in his SUV. Sad, but delicious. So Taco Bell gave him free Taco Bell for a year because yeah. of that, because of the publicity. I guess. Should have been for a lifetime, but whatever. Well, if you eat Taco Bell for a year, you're not going to probably live. Yeah, that is your lifetime. 
That is it. So here's another story about how Taco Bell hot sauce saves lives. So a man was eating at a Taco Bell in Winter Haven, Florida, when he decided that the gourmet cuisine before him needed more hot sauce. So he got up to get some, and seconds after he got up, a 77-year-old man crashed through the restaurant (laughs) destroying the table that the hot sauce dude was sitting at. So if it wasn't for the lure of Taco Bell's hot sauce, he'd be with Jesus right now. My God, I've I've heard of living moss, but this is too much. Oh, Lord. (laughs) Do not cut that out. (laughs) WTSP says that the driver of the SUV that crashed through the Taco Bell was a 77-year-old man, like I said, and he thought the car was in reverse when he hit the gas pedal. No, he's just too excited to get a crunch wrap. Yeah. There were no injuries except for the Taco Bell wall yeah. and the hot sauce dude's butthole from <laughs> eating Taco Bell hot sauce. Yeah. I think, Michael, it's kind of obvious now. This is two stories in a row where Taco Bell hot sauce has saved lives. literally swooped in and saved literally. lives. Literally. Yeah. Literally, yes. Is it too far to say that Taco Bell hot sauce could technically be considered a holy liquid? Like holy water? Oh, no. It definitely is. It is. I like, was trying to think of a dirty joke because yeah. that's <laughs> holy liquid. When you said holy liquid, <laughs> I had a I had like a anal cream pie image and we don't need to do that. No, that's going to be the name of this episode. Well, I think that I want to see like little old Catholic ladies carrying around like little packages of hot sauce around their neck with their rosaries. Oh, yeah. My abuelita was still alive she would definitely i mean she would she steals them anyways yeah. she just puts them all in her purse anyway so that'd give her a reason to steal more yeah i think it's only the sauce that's holy though because i'm pretty sure that taco meat works in the opposite way like yeah. it's cursed well ruins your hole <laughs> is what it does but so i want to know like i'm gonna go to the peepaw who crashed through the restaurant mm-hmm. like how hard was he hitting that gas to crash through a wall <laughs> Like crashed through a wall. Like um, what? Who who did that in Full House? She crashed through the damn kitchen. Stephanie. Stephanie. Like yeah. who? How hard was he hitting the gas pedal to crash Stephanie style? Oh my god! Yeah, didn't Stephanie put the car in R because she thought it meant really fast, and then it reversed? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's for real. I'm, I know too much about that episode. <laughs> so yeah, he he's basically Stephanie Tanner. Yeah. <laughs> so I think like either he's a hitman. And was trying, was trying to take the hot sauce guy out and underestimated the hot sauce guy's love of hot sauce. Or he ate Taco Bell and he there was a rumble in his stomach and he was hitting that gas because he was trying to get home to the toilet. <laughs> Which makes me think of that... Uh, diarrhea song did you ever sing that <laughs> yeah when you're when you're driving in your car in your and you're... <laughs> no when you're driving in the chevy and you feel something heavy diarrhea. <laughs> yep this is the part of the show where we go over five stories starting with an episode of the new season of queer eye for the Straight girls who cry at sappy cry. shit. Like you. Yep. I know, I'm so cold-hearted. Anyway, so the guys on the episode, the guys get into an argument about how to pronounce squirrel. So Tan France, who's from England, says that, says that us Americans pronounce it all wrong. And it's not squirrel. 
He says it's two syllables,、mm-hmm. so we should pronounce it squirrel. 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 The queer eyes were on Jimmy Kimmel Live and thought about this too. So this is divided a nation. The correct pronunciation for squirrel is squirrel. Oh, squirrel. Squirrel. I mean, it's it definitely sounds more charming than squirrel. I mean, it's basically just different accents. I mean, yeah, maybe I just think accents are charming, but you know, I can't wait for this to come full circle when Tan makes oh, like makes over a low self esteem squirrel in the next season. <gasps> full squirrel, squirrel, <laughs> squirrel eye.、Squirrel. Uh, Animal Planet. Let's pitch that to Animal Planet now. Squirrel eye. Squirrel eye. I can't even say squirrel. Squirrel. Now squirrel sounds weird to me. Squirrel sounds kind of like、um, hick. Like squirrel. You gonna eat that squirrel? Oh, that's see. Whenever I think of squirrel,、mm-hmm. I think of one of my favorite movies, Copycat,、okay. where Harry Connick Jr. You know, have you ever seen Copycat? No, but I like Harry Connick Jr. Oh,、uh, so see, he plays like a serial killer, like a killer, crazy. So, anyways, he's talking to Sigourney Weaver through like video conferencing or something, and he asks her to send him her panties, and he calls them squirrel covers. Squirrel covers、What? your panties. Send me some of your squirrel covers. I beg your pardon. I beg your pardon. Your panties. Squirrel. This movie has everything. You really sold me on it. Yes,、yeah, Harry Connick Jr. saying squirrel, squirrel, and he says it the correct way, which is squirrel, and it、wow. has Sigourney Weaver. It can't go wrong. But yeah, that's all I think about. So Miranda Kerr, who is a millionaire model herself. Is married to Snapchat billionaire Evan Spiegel. She told InStyle that she let her eight-year-old son with Orlando Bloom know that she's not going to buy him a car ever. She says, "I told Flynn, that's her son, that if he wants a car, he needs to start saving now. He needs to learn the importance of working for himself because I had to do that." So Flynn, after she told him this, he wants to start his own lemonade stand. To begin saving, so she basically wants Flynn to be the anti Olivia Jade. Yeah, except this is so dumb because she's trying to sound relatable, but what she's failing to mention is that, like, with his lemonade stand and with whatever his allowance is, like, he's gonna save up to buy a car in a year because you know that kid's allowance is probably like four hundred bucks every time he pulls the sheets up on his bed. Yeah, and not, but not only that, like, his dad is Orlando Bloom, who's a millionaire.、Mm-hmm. His Dad's fiance, Katy Perry, Katy Perry, is a millionaire. So all he has to do is go to her and say, you know, you can buy my love with a Tesla, and、yeah. she'll do it. Yeah, he's gonna have like four cars. So Bella Thorne posted a video on her Instagram of her friend pouring a Corona on her hair at a hotel pool. Bella says that it naturally lightens her hair, and that she has to be honey blonde in her next movie, so it's saving her a trip to the salon. Uh, Bella Thorne must be accidentally dumping all that beer in her mouth and letting it process her brain because there's no way a sober person thinks that beer can dye your hair. No, it, that's lemon. Yeah, it's lemon. Also, I used to, when I was a kid, I used to wash my hair with beer all the time because I thought that it was gonna make it shiny like Marsha Brady's, and I don't think it does anything. Like at the most, beer is gonna make your hair smell like the floor of a bar, which is better than what she probably smells like anyway. But No, but it's there was in the seventies, maybe early eighties. There was like a shampoo called Body on Tap <gasps>、mm-hmm. that was beer shampoo. New beer enriched shampoo, Body on Tap, gives your hair super body, super hold. Brewed with one third real beer. Wow, 
but don't drink it. Maybe I'll start using beer on my hair again. No, what am I saying? I don't have money for that. <laughs> That's a waste of beer. It's a waste of beer. <laughs> There's no saving your hair. No. No, I'm just I'm just kidding. It's gorgeous. Okay. <laughs> How kind of you. <laughs> <laughs> so MySpace, remember her? Yeah. <laughs> has re- reportedly lost most of the music that was uploaded by users before 2015. So basically all the music. Because did anybody use MySpace after 2015? After 2005? Yeah, exactly. So they lost up to 50 million songs. MySpace says they lost the music while moving servers and there's no way to get it back. Did you have a MySpace song? No, I didn't. I did you a, have a MySpace? I did. You want to know the saddest part about me having a MySpace? Ask me how many friends I had. Nine. The answer is nine. <laughs> you didn't let me. So, so you had top eight. Was it top eight or top five? <laughs> it was top eight. And Tom was Tom was in my top eight because that last ninth one, I was like, well, I don't know if I want them to be my top eight. Have now, you looked at your page? Okay. So I tried to find it today because I knew we were going to talk about MySpace. Thank God I can't find it. So I don't think I use my real name. I know the pictures are embarrassing as hell. They're all like, I went through like a scene phase. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of like dark hair and like straight edge, fake straight edge tattoos. It's, I'm I'm just hoping that like if MySpace wants to accidentally lose some more shit, like you can lose my account. Like that can get, that can disappear. I'm okay with that. Oh yeah, me too. Like I, my MySpace is still up. And really? I, I went to it today. I haven't been there in years. Yeah. And instead of losing songs, they should have lost my pictures because it's very, it's woof. It's all woof. <laughs> it's woof. And they also should have lost Tila Tequila. Yeah, I mean, right away. That's the first thing that should have got dumped. Speaking of Nazi lovers. Okay, yes. so finally, oh yeah, this story is not about Nazi lovers. I was talking about Tila Tequila. <laughs> but finally, this is a story that I can really relate to. So Metro UK says that three years ago, a woman in Britain went to a furniture store to buy a gray dresser. She couldn't find a gray dresser, so she bought a blue one. Three years later, she was vacuuming and decided to pull a little tape that was on the dresser. It was there for three years, this little tape, and she didn't think to pull it. So when she pulled it, the blue layer came off and the dresser was gray underneath. So she basically kept that protective film from like microwaves three for three years and thinking that her dresser was blue oh my god three years that mom is gonna be like wait a minute maybe that internet dress isn't black and blue after all (laughs) it's (laughs) but they're like this is a stupid story but i want to share because my mom she would keep that protective film on like kitchen appliances oh, like you said I, on microwave she I did it on relate, purpose yeah because yeah, she thought it like would protect it michael i got plastic on my microwave right now oh my god <laughs> my microwave is like a year old you can blame my fucked up brain and allison's fucked up brain on us like <laughs> inhaling the protective film fumes when like the oven and microwave is on This week, the Sesame Street Twitter account brought on the question of the century, basically, (laughs) by asking people which character they'd rather be, which Sesame Street character they'd rather be stuck with on a deserted island. Mm -hmm. So the choices that they laid down were Oscar, Grover, Elmo, Cookie Monster. Mm -hmm. Four good choices. Are they? I mean, it's better than like... Snuffy, Big Bird. What am I saying? Oh, my God. 
Would you pick Oscar the Grouch? Yes, absolutely. Oscar is who I would pick because he's an obvious choice. So first of all, he was in the tra- he's lives in the trash. So his smell is bound to repel any predators lurking on that island. Um, he also comes with a trash can, which could easily be made into a little raft if needed. And also, again, because he lives in the trash, um, he probably has more than enough food like stuck to his fur. And that I would say probably enough to keep you alive for like a week and a half. So he's my choice. But you would go near him even though he smells like trash? Well, you have gone near me and I smell like trash. So yeah. that answers that. But I would say no to Oscar the Grouch because he's a bitch. Right. And there's only room for one of those on the island. Right. So that's a no for me. So Grover. Why would you not pick Grover? Okay. So I wouldn't pick Grover because we know that Grover has two personalities. He's like multiple personality. He's, which is, of course, <laughs> Grover and Super Grover. Ugh. So who knows what the stress of being isolated on an island would bring out in him? Like it just, it would Another be Another personality? Yeah, exactly. Another crazy, anxious personality. And I wouldn't pick Grover because he always wants to hug. And the last thing I want to do on an island is hug someone covered in sand. For sure. Yeah. So Elmo, why would you not pick Elmo? Oh, the sound of Elmo's voice would drive me into the sea after about five minutes. I wouldn't be stuck on that island for long is what I'm saying. Yeah, so maybe he's the good an- and maybe he's the right answer. No, he- I mean, like, I would just like walk into the oh, ocean. You would drown like, Hemingway style. Yeah. Good dark. <laughs> well, yeah, Elmo's annoying. And all I can think about when I see Elmo, mm-hmm. hear of Elmo, is that he was once voiced by an accused statutory rapist. Oh, yeah, that's you know, right. Kevin Clash. That's all I can think of. So that that would not work for me. He's ruined. So, so why you're... would you? Mine is Cookie Monster. But yeah. you tell me why you would not. So here's why I wouldn't pick Cookie Monster. Because initially he was my first choice. But eventually he's going to go insane from the lack of cookies and then he's going to start looking at you like you know how they do in cartoons when you're starving and you like visualize the person as like, like a, a hamburger, roast turkey a yeah steak. cookie monster's going to look at you like a cookie and he's eventually going to eat you he's going to eat them cookies oh god there's a <laughs> nasty joke in there. that might not be such a bad thing but so depending on what you're into i take cookie monster because he's full of cookies so you could pump his stomach Oh my god. And you could get the cookies. And then after you pump the stomach and you're still hungry, you could kill him and eat the meat. It's probably sweetened from the cookies. Oh my god, like a duck that's like a foie gras, is that what you're saying? Like one that's been forced out fat? Michael, here's my question. Where are you gonna get the stomach pumping system? Are you gonna make it like the professor on Gilligan's Island out of like coconuts or something? Yes. Or I'm just gonna like you know, like do like CPR, but really hard on his stomach until <laughs> just they bounce like on his stomach. Out. Yeah, just bounce on his stomach <laughs> until this got dark. <laughs> but who I'd really go with is uh, Snuffleupagus. Snuffleupagus. Why? Snuffleupagus. Because of that nose. <laughs> oh my god! If there's no dick on that island, at least get some nose. <laughs> oh my god! Blame Sesame Street for that. They started this. I had an alternate answer too, but mine is not nearly. What was yours? What's your alternate answer? <laughs> it would be Polly Darton, which is of course the parody of Dolly Parton, uh, because I would just want to hear the music. Aww. Or fuck Snuffy, because he's got that trunk, baby. <laughs> Okay, so that's us ruining Sesame, Sesame Street. Street. <laughs> um, and that ends this episode. If we're still doing shit advice, if you want, if you mm-hmm. need some advice, you can email us at DTP at D-Lista.com. 
dtp at dlsa.com. You can also email us if you have an idea you want us to cover or want us to stop, you know, turning Sesame Street characters into sex objects. You can email us there. So that ends this episode. Till next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.